0: gonna say before we jump into it that i didn't know how much you were supposed to take and i i didn't realize that you're supposed to like be with a partner yeah for sure if you're sure. taking <laughs> if yeah you're... no I,
1: I completely get that you make these jokes like every time it's kind of weird if but, you're uh... taking viagra <laughs> so just
0: let this be <laughs> what it is and we'll jump into the episode for, okay? sure,
1: for sure i'll try and ignore it um <laughs> And we'll try and talk about The Simpsons. (laughs) This guy again. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, guys. (laughs) It's such a contrast. So, I know, it's like, hardcore American to, like, hello, guys. Hardcore enthusiastic American
0: to, not the most enthusiastic English person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ah! Anyone, Welcome to the Simpsons podcast, guys. Anyone listen to the last episode? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's I, a
1: fun thing to address. Yeah, because we never spoke <laughs> about it at the podcast. I pretended that I was American for half the podcasts. for such a significant jump. and then it. randomly at one point broke out into my normal voice. again. Yeah. And didn't say a word because it's
0: literally like. I'm going on one of my tangents just covering the episode and suddenly, there's no, suddenly you're talking as regular Sebastian again. There's no like natural, <laughs> it's really funny though, yeah. For for people who might want to be in a context, I was like, what the, what the fuck happened there? We had been like, I helped you move and, we must have been awake. We must have been like together for at least nine hours or something like that before we recorded the podcast. Oh, and we it was were just that like yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just like tired and giddy and we both just thought it'd be so funny if you spoke in an American accent for most of the podcast. And that's what happened. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, welcome to Dylan and Sebastian Evan Simpsons Podcast. The podcast of myself and Sebastian here do just a something to do while we're under house arrest yeah yeah <laughs> today we are reviewing boys in the highlands and it's
1: funny because i'm actually drinking an iron brew right now oh yeah yeah it's yeah.
0: scottish that's true yeah, yeah.
1: So. intentional uh no Let's but it is
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to scotland they uh, just made uh a cap on rent for till march 2023 so kind of fitting that we're reviewing episode 7 yeah. in scotland yeah why not i'm envious of all the scottish people out there and i might move there probably doesn't work that way does it <laughs> you can't just
1: suddenly move there and also get a cap on rent get <laughs> no, free rent I, I mean it's it's, it's a, too obvious let's not get into the politics but it's it's a weird one it's I a very weird because, one but
0: yeah it still feels like a positive step i think yeah you know let's look at the glass half half full rather than half empty but uh yeah i could jump into it as long as you were You want to tell us some crazy things you did during your hiatus anything wild happened in your life
1: <laughs> Roll. Well. I did get up to a few things. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... You want to tell us? I'm allowed to swear.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have. I took a shit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's disgusting. <laughs> In the week and a half or two weeks, maybe that we took off, you took, took one shit.
1: No, I took like four. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Four
0: still seems like kind of a little... Yeah, still unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing more, but... Hey, that's wild. Anyhow, yeah, jumping into it. We open up, kind of like a rural Scottish version of the theme song is playing as we jump in. Of course, Willie's involved. Of course, he's involved. Yes, we're we're in Scotland and uh, he, he throws Bart, Dolph and Nelson out of a van and they enter into the highlands where they are forced to go on a hike as part of their GB sentence and uh, Willie was forced to drop them off as part of his adult sentence. Uh, he tells them they have to... Go to Ankle Rock by tomorrow noon, and the way t- and, and, and and this involves this helps them to learn determination, teamwork, and resilience. And he also tells them to keep their eyes peeled for the greatest of all treasures. Uh,
1: Straight off the bat, yeah, it really felt like I think just because it was in rural Scotland, yeah, and it was a, like a little bit darker and rocky and yeah, very grey aesthetic. It like looked a bit like Disenchantment. The, the...
0: Matt Groening show. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Like... There's yeah. a lot that kind of had a... A fantasy element to it, sort of. Like, with, like, the maps and everything. Yeah. But I really like. I like the animation of that a lot. Yeah, that's true. Kind of had that, that aesthetic going on. I liked it. But yeah, Barthes looking at the map being, like... At the map for Ankle rock saying, I, I don't see any ankle. And... When the shouts and being like...
1: The ankle doesn't care what you see!
0: We then get introduced to the fourth member of their quest... Martin Prince uh, his parents drop him off and his mom reminds him to tuck his shirt and as the ticks love his
1: squishy I, bits I actually predicted in my head it was going to be him really yeah that's good cool. they, they, they were like didn't... oh I was going to be a fourth member and I was like well it's Bart Milhouse be too obvious I yeah. guess yeah two bullies it's not going to be another bully who's yeah. a nerd it's not going to be Ralph because he just doesn't fit that sort of yeah I, so I actually predicted
0: it was going that's to be that's interesting him. yeah I don't think I preferred anybody, but I think like if I was a guess probably would have been to Be fair, but Martin was the best person to throw in. Yeah, exactly. If, if, if the if the reveal was it was another bully, it'd be kind of
1: underwhelming. Yeah, he was the most They're interesting. They're always person. in a group, so it was nice to see. Yeah, exactly. Two bullies, Bart, who's like half bully, half kind of you know, a, a, a rebel lese, a dork. Yeah, 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 and then a full-on nerd. Yeah,
0: I liked it, it was definitely an interesting for and it made for a really interesting story Rather than Yeah it was just like The three bullies And Bart or something This was a really Interesting foursome I like just having Dolph as well That was an interesting Choice yeah. I thought Because he's the least Developed of it's, The three bullies Yeah, as well yeah. yeah so I thought That was really cool But uh, yeah Bar- Bar- Bart's happy to have Someone um, That even he Can pick on here And he like Pushes Martin over He's wearing like A gigantic like You know like A backpacking bag He pushes Martin over And this like Wins over the Bullies affection for him and they set up on their journey and uh Willie goes to put his <laughs> Willie goes to start his side job as birthday dog he's put on, like a dog mask <laughs> that's
1: one of my favorites of the whole that episode that's just like cheapest party entertainer yeah cheapest party entertainer
0: money can buy <laughs> his catchphrase is literally just birthday dog says happy birthday it's just like the most uninspired party <laughs> thing you can find um uh, we, oh, yeah, we just had to find out how like how all of them got here, like why they all got a juvie sentence. We found out that Bart got here as he set up a Tide Pod in the town fountain. And uh, he just. Very, very. I, I was probably parodying a movie. I don't know what movie, the way the shots are set up and stuff. I'm not sure. No, I mean, I remember, it, it seemed like it was a parody of something.
1: It, it had definitely a classic. It such a classic element. Like, sort of story, yeah, told, yeah,
0: like finding out how they got here yeah. later, you know, yeah, like it, it was sort like like barking his mugshot and then like random shots of what he did to get it, and it does that for all of them basically. Um, yeah, the, uh, Dolph approves of that being like nice juvenile but delinquent, <laughs> and we find out that Dolph got here, and also we see Dolph Shapiro in his mugshot. Mo- his I'm pretty sure it's the first time we ever got a reveal of his surname, so that was cool, it's but... a Ben Shapiro. Then, oh, maybe. Kind of makes sense in a weird way. Yeah. That's something they could, <laughs> that's something they could explore in, in future episodes. Uh, we see that uh, while dining outside Dolph spotted a, a, a woman with a purse and you think he's about to rob the purse but instead he just like steals the umbrella stand from the outside dining. And they're all so impressed and he's like, what can I say? I like dining fresco." <laughs> and we find out that Nelson stole money from Moe's love tester it just shows him like breaking the machine and taking the money out and Moe's like hiding behind the bar so scared <laughs> which is understandable because uh, like kids, juvenile kids are actually more scary than juvenile adults I find I, know, yeah. I don't know why, juvenile kids and teenagers way scarier than adults
1: Well it's because you know that they're not with adults like they have to keep up a certain um they're, they're adults they have to be adults yeah
0: and they have to keep their rep- they have to be coy about what they're doing and yeah, stuff. their reputation yeah. has to be
1: kept uh-huh. with kids it's like they sometimes have the mindset especially like very troubled youth yeah that they have, they have nothing to lose so yeah they will th- just do anything they'll just run in like not hiding yeah.
0: their face anyway and just fucking take shit so you know it, what i it mean it's
1: true and it makes you a part of it as well is you get embarrassed because mm-hmm. you know there's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah, because it's a fuck, if it's a 12-year-old, I'm like, what am I to do? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just going to screw yourself over, so you're going to have to let them do it. I, I remember I was, I was, was in the, the cinema once, and yeah.
1: I think they must have come in through the fire exit, but a bunch of kids You ran, were working right. in the cinema? No, I was actually just watching it. Oh, film. right, right. This is a while back. Jeez, yeah. Um, I was watching... I can't remember what I was watching, but they all ran in, mm. and they just... Like were running around the screen. Oh my like, god! And one of them literally Maybe. punched me in the face. Whoa! Yeah, you yeah. never told me this. Jesus! Yeah, he literally punched me in the face. Did you try to him? Did he Did he just I, go up to you and punch you? I wasn't expecting it. I was like, "What the fuck!" And then they all like ran off.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like, you didn't, you didn't speak them or anything, and then he punched you. He literally no, just ran no, up and yeah. punched you. Jesus. Randomly. Did he go through the fire exits or just leave
1: the cinema? They went back through the entrance to the screen, so Jeez. they must have gone around the cinema. That was yeah. brave, kids. God, I okay, but yeah. I mean, it proves my point exactly. Like they just, <laughs> yeah, have, you know,
0: they they've less to lose. Like as you said, they don't have a reputation to follow. But yeah, and then they ask Martin what he did, and he says that he chose to be here as this extracurricular activity will give him an extra like edge with the most elite boarding schools <laughs> great line from nelson just
1: stop being you We
0: <laughs> <laughs> we then cut to the house uh homer goes up to marriage while she's cutting Carrish and just whispers like what they should do while backs away he's just like we can't hear what he's saying we're just like mm, i like the first two and uh, the the third one i'll consider <laughs> and Lisa appears and the <laughs> three lines from home just ah no problem child <laughs> she says that she was wondering if they if they could fulfill her fantasies of being an only child while Bart's away <laughs> and Marge is like what about Maggie and she's like oh I've made arrangements for her <laughs> we cut to her to Maggie at Patty and Selma's house and they're flicking through the TV and Patty's like oh time for a flip this bathroom marathon and <laughs> Selma's like oh mama loves her terracotta <laughs> and Maggie's this little <laughs> I really felt for her that sigh oh
1: my god Lisa annoyed me so much this episode really she was annoying <laughs> I mean purposefully but, yeah obviously I knew yeah. That was the point, she but. really is an 8 year old in this yeah. side story
0: like she's not intelligent at all she's a proper just child who craves more attention yeah. you know what I mean it really annoyed me. She was annoying. yeah. <laughs> I, I think, like, the most in recent seasons, anyway, this has been, like, the most that she really, really was her age. You know? For sure. She does not showcase yeah. any intelligence, really. She is just a child. She who always wants...
1: acts older than Bart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in this
0: one, she's definitely less mature than Bart is in his story, like. But, uh, yeah, she asks for their of attention for a few days. And over there, the straight-up goes, no. And <laughs> just like, oh, of course he will. Uh, she shows him a pie chart that she's made... That proves that she gets the very least attention while Bart receives the most, and she has to be called Jules, her ideal only child name. Which is like, Jules is a proper only child name. Oh, yeah. Like, very well chosen, I think. <laughs> do you think Dylan is an only child name? No. No? Oh, yeah. really? I feel like it is, but I maybe mean, it's because I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: I am. You Dylan. have lonely child energy. Yeah, no, of course I do. But, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it's a lonely only child name. It's a popular name, isn't it, in Ireland?
0: Not really. No, oh, I don't yeah. know that many Dylans. Oh, any, okay. any Dylan I know is a DY, obviously. So oh, okay. mine's a bit more unique. But yeah, I guess it's just because I am an only child, I consider it. Well, actually, I'm not. I have a brother, but he's six years old. So you know what I mean? I always, I, for 18 years of my life, I had no siblings. You, so, yeah. You basically are. Already... Yeah, I'll always exude the energy of an only child. In your most
1: important years of, like, Yeah, like, up, I never lived own with own my life. brother. You know what I
0: mean? So I love him, but, like, it's always going to be a different relationship. I always compared it to, it feels like yeah. I'm his uncle. Yeah, it's you sort know, like that. Because yeah. I'm that fun, older relative who comes home sometimes and takes him to the cinema or to the water park and stuff. You know what I mean? So it does feel like I'm his uncle. Obviously, when we'll get older, we'll be able to, you know, go for drinks and stuff like that. We'll get closer that way. But it, it does feel like I'm his uncle right now. That was a very Irish thing to say. <laughs> we'll go for drinks yeah. and then we'll get close. When really he gets
1: about 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you have to be at least two digits before they can really handle their drink. Handle the big fat Guinness. But, yeah... Um, what is she? Oh yeah, she's her, her first order as only child is to is to play horsey. And the two of them just are like reluctantly neighing. It's like at <laughs> the end of the day, just really creepy. Of, like with their lips flail yeah. as they're neighing. <laughs> Oh yeah, we we cut to the 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 four boys. Well, Barrett, Nelson, and Dolph all chanting. A very good little tune. Just who still sleeps in mommy's bed, Seymour Skinner? Who wears a toupee on his head, Seymour Skinner? This felt
1: like such a like season one or that's very true like, actually yeah chart they'd sing
0: it's like something you'd see in back to or something yeah. yeah so true uh Bart goes who kisses gary chalmers but seymour skinner and then Martin goes who does his best with budget cuts <laughs> and he's like okay i got this one guys he just punches himself in the stomach um they, they didn't find a goat and nelson reckons that it that this is what Woody was talking about when he said like Keep keep your eyes out for the greatest of all treasures, which is obviously ghost. Uh, and who's um, like, oh, that, that that this is what that janitor guy was talking about, which I like. It makes sense. Of, like they don't quite know what Willie's name is because you wouldn't know the name of your school no, janitor. Yeah. <laughs> that is a little detail. Uh, he he says like he's he's gone to many of these quests before. there's always something that they have to take with them for the end of the journey. So they grab the ghost. Oh yeah, Bart then insists on calling him Axel But Dolph says that that name is reserved for Axel Rose The god of heavy metal <laughs> And he's like, oh yeah, but this dog eats metal <laughs> And he grabs Martin's bag and just throws out, like, canned food And he's just, like, saying everything that he throws at to go as he eats it He's like, oh, my food, my smoothie shaker, my graphic calculator, my Nighthawks <laughs> uh, Bart says that uh, maybe they, they shouldn't, like m- Maybe they, they should let Martin keep some of his stuff and Nelson's like, oh, you're not the bully. We thought you were. A, a cult-like group appears, the, demanding that they give the goat back. It says, give them, give them the goat or they'll take their lives. And they, they flee with Axel. And they, they, they run away. Did you know that, like, they, they hide somewhere as, as the cult drives on? And you can hear Nelson's going, Ha ha, ha ha, ha no, no, he's 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 like worn out, but he's saying ha. Right. That was just such a good little I didn't detail. I even notice that. <laughs> I loved it so much. It's like just he's so like he just says ha ha all the time. he's like embedded into him when <laughs> he's worn out, not laughing. Freeze, yeah. yeah, he's going. Ha-ha, ha-ha. I love that. And a great line as well from Nelson. Just
1: oh great, we finally meet someone cool, and they want to chop us in half.
0: They find a canoe, and <laughs> Martin's like, "Good for our good fortunes! A canoe!" But but Axel won't get into the canoe, and uh, Bart wants to keep them safe. But Nelson declares, ghosts before hoes," <laughs> or sorry, it isn't. It's like bros before goats, isn't it? Yeah, that's the joke. Is bros bros before goats? So Dolph and uh, Nelson set off, uh, but but Bear stays with Martin, who says they could. Uh, he he could always deal with getting a bit more time on his uh his fat bit, and he's like, oh yeah, you're in luck. the the other side of the lake is uh, just eight kilometers away. Bart's like, oh yeah, it's my lucky day. We didn't cut to uh, marriage. Homer and Lisa playing. Why is
1: it like? I feel like Lisa and Bart are like opposites. In yeah, that's very true. Well, like well I Bart mean, Bart
0: protecting the animal. Yeah, actually, <laughs> he he's not smart in this episode, but I guess he's a bit more like determined and just, like he, he's not. He's not as. He tries to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's not as dumb as. as, as Bart usually is.
1: Like, his he, intentions are never bad, either. Yeah,
0: there's a little bit of warp and they're flawed. Like, you know, he's being mean to Martin in front of the bullies and stuff like that. Yeah. But he still has good intentions, that's true. Whereas, like you said, yeah, Lisa is a doofus in this episode and has pretty bad intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just putting him, marching him over Literally, through yeah. torture just for her own benefit. But yeah, we got to them playing Suffragette Monopoly. <laughs> and she's like, here's the board! Homer's like, I, I didn't even know we had this. And she's like, it keeps getting lost in, uh, in Bart's board games. <laughs> we just hear Meredith saying, here they are! <laughs> Which is a funny gag. I, I, I knew I wouldn't, I couldn't write it all down, but I took a screenshot of all of Bart's board games. So we had Never Sorry instead of Sorry, Pranksters of Catan, Soda Land, Video Game, the board game, and my favourite one, Connect 1. <laughs> All this like avoiding copyright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, just kind of say little gags. I love just like these board games with way easier versions. Yeah. Connect one is the best. You you put one in, you've won. Yeah, <laughs> immediately makes sense for Paris. <laughs> um, and Homer lands on Elise's protest brigade. And he has to pay her two hundred and fifty dollars, but he insists on wearing the hat. He's supposed on like a very like Victorian English like women's hat. <laughs> and then lisa says they're behind schedule on her only child day and uh next up is a toenail painting contest and homer's like do i even have toenails <laughs> and she's like um hurry up or you'll be seeing the a, a side of jewels you never thought existed and she runs off and homer's like "Jules scares me we then cut to Dolph and Alice on the canoe and they find like uh really nice house nearby and they, they see a sign for airbnb and else like airbnb what's that And Tom's like it's when rich people rent out their houses for extra money which is a funny joke but also i mean exactly what airbnb is mm-hmm. there <laughs> exactly what airbnb is there yeah i saw my favorite comedian mike rebidley do a show at the leicester square theater recently and he made such a good observation about airbnb is, is that most of them don't even have bees anymore As
1: in breakfast
0: True Most of the ones I've been to in the past I would say year and a half There was no breakfast I've never gone to
1: an Airbnb with breakfast Never Exactly To me it is just Oh, oh, like a place you rent
0: the place look. you rent out, which is fair enough but what you think about that title is false you advertising never get breakfast it's air bed and breakfast yeah. there's never a breakfast ever that's like, so true I did go to one recently in Cork before they had like a really big platter which was really nice they set up like, it was, like fruits like cereals yeah sometimes they leave you like cereals.
1: a plate of biscuits or something <laughs> yeah you know, yeah that's yeah. their <laughs> breakfast you had b- yeah. b-
0: b- biscuits and maybe a bit of tea or a bit of coffee <laughs> yeah. but this one I did they had like poached not poached eggs, eggs put out and stuff like that and like you know, it was kind of the bare minimum, but it was far more than any other B- Airbnb I've gone to in recent years have done. <laughs> yeah, literally, no breakfast. But uh, th- they get into gowns, and uh, they light a fire, and they're dining al fresco, which is, like, Dolph's favourite thing, apparently. Mm. <laughs> so stupid. We didn't cut back to... Uh, Bart and Martin. Martin tells Bart that he's not allowed watch Itchy and Scratchy, but he does watch a uh, Caillou, a Canadian educational program about a bald man discovering the world around him. <laughs> he asks if it, he asks Bart if he'd like to come to his cousin's house during the summer, and Bart lashes out at him, being like, just because they both like Axel doesn't mean that he likes him, and that uh, he's ca- he's king stink, but Martin's just a loser. <laughs> and he says they have nothing in common and they can never be friends this whole bit wasn't even really there wasn't even really a joke there just him lashing out at martin and giving martin a reason to go on a tangent he goes yeah. on shortly but we then cut back to uh homer Bar- or sorry homer marriage and lisa We see lisa's like scoffing down ice cream and the sound she is making as she is scoffing down the ice cream made me feel so uneasy it's, it's like a big gigantic like Todd Ben jerry's not actually Ben Jerry's, but you know what I mean? Like that, that much ice cream. She's going, mm,
1: mm, 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 mm,
0: mm. it's so gross. Cause she's like chewing the ice cream, yeah. which will obviously give you an intense brain freeze. And oh, just the thought of like doing that. And, um, marriage tells her to take, take it easy. But she's like, no, Bart usually eats it all and leaves me none. So I'm going to eat all this ice cream. <laughs> and she goes, it's time for only child beatboxing. Pretty, pretty good little <laughs> only child beatboxing. I can relate to it. She's like,
1: to myself becomes a womb to myself, a solitary tree in this only child family. Not lonely, but singular. Yeah, dig. Okay, okay, okay. Next activity.
0: Then Homer's like, "Hey, we need to get to do my part of the poem." And again, I couldn't write it all down, but I took a screenshot. So ridiculous. Is he 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 shows this piece of paper and you just hear marriage going. Mm. It's just. Another wrapping potato by Homer J. Simpson. There was once another potato. The son of wrapping potato. He rapped really, really good with all of his heart. And then who cares? He was famous. <laughs> That's Homer's, Homer's <laughs> poem about another wrapping potato. A tomato. I loved it. <laughs> um, and then Lisa declares that it's time for daddy-daughter daddy daughter piggyback and she, she or Homer picks him up and she immediately throws up all the ice cream on him and she's like he's like it's a great line it's okay honey my best night's end in throwing up to you <laughs> made me think something that literally only happened while I was home Is it's such a thing that when you were a kid you don't go to the bathroom you just throw up
1: yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah.
0: While I was home I remember I woke up but like it was just me my brother and my stepdad home I woke up at like half seven in the morning I could hear them talking but it was on a Sunday so I was like why would they be up this early I, I didn't think I much knows, went back to bed. Oh, God, next nice mornings. like my stepdad, like, why, what were you we guys doing up that early? Basically, the, 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 he, he stays in the same bed as him. He, he, he woke up to just his son throwing up all over him. Gross. He, he, had, he had to throw up again, so he told him to run to the toilet. He didn't manage to make it, throw up all over the bed. Imagine waking up to just vomit all over yourself and all over the bed. So, I mean, nightmare. It reminds me why you
1: don't have kids. <laughs>
0: yeah, it reminded me why I never want kids, but also shout out that any parent in the world, I mean, I mean, every parent has had it, like, that their child has thrown up in them. God bless you. Because vomit is, I mean, I think the most disgusting thing in the world. Imagine to clean up off yourself and off a bed. Like, it's, I, I was it's always... not even your
1: vomit which makes it more disgusting. I was always told about when I was like two years old mm. on an airplane, I like threw up on my family. But I don't Ooh. remember. I actually, when I was 13, no, 12, yeah. 12 or 13, uh-huh. I threw up on my friend on a coach. Whoa! <laughs> but I didn't, it, I didn't, I wasn't like aiming it just oh, I know, it, it Just him everywhere. Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Are on speaking terms? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. It didn't ruin your friendship. But yeah, I mean, nothing's worse than. Very hard to you know, go back to being friends with someone when you've thrown up on them. That that's a, a bit very that yeah. that It's very and true.
1: To be honest, it's, it was the worst kind of vomit because Ew. the only it reason was chunky. it was uh, because <laughs> for some reason, even though I get travel sick really easily, yeah, I ate a whole tub of sour cream Pringles. Ew! <laughs> oh, could it be more? Gross. Imagine sour cream Pringle vomit. Uh... <laughs> 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 now oh my, my smells Because imagine the smell of vomit anyway Yeah I know And then mix that with sour cream Ew. That is so disgusting
0: <laughs> I'm going to be able to eat sour cream Pringles again And they're my favourite Pringles Oh that's so gross oh, I can picture exactly what the vomit looks like yeah. It's like kind of pasty white Oh yeah. that is gross Oh man moving on <laughs> Yeah plenty of vomit stories out there But um yeah, Homer says the line about his, his best night's end in throwing up, which is also true. <laughs> Actually, you, you should an embarrassing moment story. I'll share one of, one of my many embarrassing moment stories. Uh, last, last night, I got like, last time I got like properly drunk. I did that comedy club in Clapham that you've gone to with me before. And it's <laughs> uh, got of obliterated. Got on the train home. Why so- did
1: you get so drunk?
0: I remember it was Valentine's Day and I think I, I was feeling kind of like I'm single <laughs> you know I was in one of those moods Classic. just got obliterated mate <laughs> and I got the train home so I live in Hendon and the final stop on my train is Edgware so I, I fell asleep I woke up and I just heard this station is Edgware and I got so like shook by that that I literally got up Threw up all over Ooh. the floor of like the I train. didn't even
1: know this. Uh, no, i never told oh, you a story. Okay, shit. threw
0: up all over. I was probably too embarrassed. The floor of the train.
1: <laughs>
0: so I never knew that. I mean, was it makes sense. There? No, there wasn't. I never knew, but it makes sense. The final the, the train cleaners come in. and They clean before it goes back. So I had to like watch them clean my vomit, but they didn't see me do it. So when they came in, they're like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Like I, I kind of looked like, oh, you know, that's oh. ridiculous.
1: I like, fuck that guy. Yeah. What. I saw him. He just got off. (laughs) Basically, I was like, "Oh, what? What a disgusting man!" (laughs) I bet you looked so obvious.
0: Probably so drunk, sitting there like,
1: "Oh wow, (laughs) that's that's gross." You still got a bit of vomit on your chin. I
0: fucking probably did. (laughs) I definitely reeked of vomit. (laughs) But um, yeah, they cleaned up the vomit. It it was stupid. I I, I threw up because how shook I was that I missed my train home. But like, it goes back. Which, which I didn't realize in that moment, which is what caused the vomit, basically. Also, the, the alcohol, obviously. But yeah, that's my most recent throwing up story. <laughs> but yes, uh, where the hell are we? Oh yeah, so d- d- Dolph and Nelson, yeah, they they, they find the house. And uh, we, we cut back to them, the, the, the cult catches them. And uh, they tell them that the the other two have the ghost. And they, 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 toss, they toss Martin and, uh, sorry, Nelson and Dolph into the basement. And they're like, We go back to Bart and uh, Martin. He, 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 there's clearly a lot, lot, lot of tension between them after the, the outbursts he had earlier. And uh, Bart's like, uh, hey, a, a buddy, when do you think we'll be able to hit the ankle rock? And Martin goes on a massive tangent. Highlighting episode for me, because it just provided so much depth to this character that we didn't have before. He says he has no buddy. Just shame two parents who expect too much from him. Two therapists who email each other and drugs to calm him down and drugs to bring up his focus we find out that he wasn't actually here by his own choice he he was sent here because he tried to break into a pharmacy in an attempt to get more drugs to bring up his focus to please his parents more
1: it shows the darker side of him oh my god yeah. it
0: completely but it makes so much sense to the, the character that we know who's like you know always trying to be the best he possibly can in school and stuff like that like yeah, that's so much depth in a way that makes sense that's why I love whenever they do like add depth to these characters it's it never feels like kind of you're adding information for the sake of it that doesn't really doesn't really like line up with the character like this makes perfect sense of the character that we've known you know vaguely for the last 30 years yeah it makes I, I love it so much uh, Bart says that he may be a loser, but he's messed up, which makes him awesome. And then Bart, or Martin says, again, quite true, he's preaching his truth. Says he's only nice to him when no one else is around, making him a conformist and a coward. And he's like, your
1: your words of praise are but honey drizzled on bitter greens! Huh?
0: And he strolls off, and Axel chooses Martin over Bart, and Bart's left him on his own. We didn't cut him waking up in a in a, in a tent, back like, and uh, Axel starts licking him, and he's like, "Oh, you came back for me." <laughs> this is all in his head. It's actually just like wet leaves on his face. He sets off to find the two of them. <laughs> he, he quite quite a sad line. He's like, "Oh, the only people looking for me now are Satanists who wants to kill me." <laughs> and we can cut back to Dolph and Nelson in the basement. He's like, and they're like, oh, let, "Let us out. We'll do Satanist stuff," <laughs> and. The, the, the cult guys come in and they're like, we'll ask you one more time. Where's the goat? And they're like, we we we, we don't know. They're, they're, they're like, that, that, that's fine, we'll, we'll find them and kill them instead. We're come back to the house. Uh, Lisa wakes up, the final bit of this side story. She wakes up delighted to discover that she's slept in the middle of marriage and Homer for the whole night. Which she refers to as spoon Which is like a proper only child thing. <laughs> And Hall was like, we still have time for a, a, a gender blind production of The Crucible, uh, whatever that whatever that means. And she's like, yeah, that's more of a Jules thing. <laughs> and she's like, I, I, I just want to lay here and be Lisa now. Thought it was a nice conclusion, too. The, the side story was a little bit filler, but I liked it. It was simply, like, yeah. again, kind of added a nice little what, extra depth to what I liked about the side story
1: was like that it's. I always kind of don't like it when we're like away from Springfield mm. and we were really far away from Springfield yeah like a completely different environment yeah so I kind of like that it just brought us back to literally the most normal Simpsons thing it's in the house evergreen terrace you know yeah yeah that's true because I mean yeah. we're
0: in Scotland we're in a very different setting you would ever seen the show so this, this side story they kind of ground in a nice way because the main story is you know they're they're on a, a big massive pike and there's Satan is following them. There's a lot going on whereas this side story is it's quite very simple. Very plain, yeah. Yeah, plain. yeah, there aren't really big consequences here or anything like that. So it's just not a nice simple little... You did not know, leave the house like. It's yeah. not a nice simple I little family co- story. it
1: coincided with the main story quite well.
0: Yeah, it's no, but it, it balanced very nicely for sure. And we then cut back to... But Barrett, he, He's like trying to find them. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll never get them. He sees there's like cheese poop on the ground. And there's like a trail because the goat was like eating
1: back Cheetos. I noticed. What well, is their obsession <laughs> with cheese puffs in recent episodes? I know. Yeah. The, the goat burped as well. They're, like cheese dust. Yeah, that that's out.
0: true. It's literally the second oh, episode in a row yeah. where like cheese puffs and Cheetos come into it for some reason. <laughs> Very strange. But yeah, he he follows a trail of cheese poop to and he, he finds. Uh, Axel uh, and Martin we see Martin is passed out on the floor and he wakes him up and he's like wow you were a heavy sleeper and he's like oh that that's the Santorac, which is obviously the drug he takes to calm himself down uh, Bert apologises and says that he was right and that he shouldn't care so much about what those bullies think of him and then we couldn't see that the two of them are tied up by the cult. And there's, like, a chain hanging over them. And they're about to be sacrificed. Then <laughs> Bart's like, oh, I gotta save them. And they'll think I'm awesome. And Bart's like, we gotta save them. Or Martin's like, we gotta save them. Then they'll think we're awesome. <laughs> they did j- jump in and they ruined the shot. And we find out that the, the Satanists were actually film students they're trying to make a movie. Which, it was a funny detail. I was a bit like, why the hell were they, like throwing them in basements and threatening their
1: lives and stuff like that. If they're I just know. making a movie, crazy. it was a little odd, yeah. I think it was like, maybe that was a little bit flawed, but I thought maybe it it didn't really they were just either. trying to take it too far. For, oh, because true, they because with... they're film students, yeah. yeah.
0: For the sake of, like, portraying Satanists as much as possible, we have yeah. to act like Satanists. That, that's a good point, yeah. It's, it's kind of clearing up their own plot line a little bit but like it doesn't really matter it's it's just a small thing but yeah (laughs) they're like um i
1: mean this bit really hit home
0: for me (laughs) i was gonna say yeah how did you find it one person goes my cousin was a film shooting, and now and now he walks dogs for a living (laughs) (laughs) is is what uh martin says yeah they they mess up the shot and they're like oh we'll never get into the screen fest without this shot (laughs) i mean it is like every film shoot it doesn't feel like they're actually making movies for the sake of they, they, they're passionate about movies and they want to make a really good movie they just want attention and
1: they're just I, cocky. I've known a fair bit of people like that yeah I, I would say 60% I mean, of film students I've known at least my job is kind of related to film still yeah yeah exactly know, but it
0: proves that you have a passion for movies because you see movies you're free yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and you try to see movies as much as you can but these guys were just like they just want attention and there's you know <laughs> there's no real love these, these are the quintessential film shootings. These guys, yeah. it was very, very accurate. They're, try- they're trying to get the same, the chains set back up to get the shop back again. But the, the chains start spiraling everywhere, and like it could kill Dolphin Nelson. and Nelson. Uh, and Mar- Mar- they're trying to save them. American realizes that the chains go to the pattern of Strauss, of <laughs> like a, a Strauss melody, and he's like, "Waltz with me, bart and they start waltzing together to like. G- g- make sure they don't they don't hit the chains and that dolphin Nelson don't hit the chains and they save the bullies. The film students are like, this works, this works, uh, we, we, we can get the corpse in, we can put the corpse in post and Axel like grabs the phone and eats it and one of the students is like,
1: my footage, my beautiful fake found footage, oh, I can't go back to selling essential oils on Facebook, no one knows what they are.
0: They run away from the film students. don't give a, a, a care they, that they ruined their film, why would they? They finish the final leg of the journey and Martin tells Dolphin Nelson his story about how he wound up there. And uh, Nelson gives him a certified badass badge. <laughs> they, they make it to the ankle rock with Willie, Willie there waiting in his van. And he says that he was certain that they'd get lost and eat the wee fat one. <laughs> It encourages them to look on and see the ghost, the greatest treasure, the, the greatest of all treasures, which was the journey they made along the way. Like, they to see all of the, the walk that they did. And the bullies get immediately pissed off, and Dolph's like, quest suck! And they start kicking Willie's van, and the birthday dog mask falls out. And, and Martin's parents show up, and they're like, come on, Martin, you'll be late for your piano lesson. And oh, by the way, you play that now and now American's like I love it he's like a badass now he's more certain of himself he, he says that he's a bad boy and bad boys go in the van and if you don't like it take a pill and they drive off into the sunset with, with Axel's head sticking out the window and yeah I just thought it was a nice little way to close out the episode we then get our final tag we see the family back at the house and all is back to normal <laughs> and like you see Lisa looking at her laptop and Snowball comes in, and Homer's like, oh, hello, kitty. And Snowball just starts attacking over. <laughs> and he's just, like, making, notes, oh, my God, oh, help, help. And no one's taking any notice. And Bart comes in skateboarding naked. And Marge starts running after him. And she's like, don't 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 maybe get Willie again. <laughs> and Homer's like, is anyone seeing this? No one's taking any notice. <laughs> <laughs> he's being attacked by the cat. And when you see Lisa is looking through photos of herself, marriage and Homer and it just says like only child memories and she's just like living in that memory basically while all this insanity is happening around her and everything's back to normal basically I thought it was a nice way to close out it the was. episode properly yeah yeah final final feelings final yeah.
1: summary no I, I really liked this episode very fun episode yeah but I think it's a lot like not going
0: on in a good way
1: it's obviously nothing special, but it's definitely one of the better ones so far. I thought it was solid, um, yeah. I really, really liked it. I, mm. I thought it was a great story. One thing I really wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. which I feel like probably will not go like people are, probably aren't talking about much with this episode or the Simpsons in general. Sure. But this episode, I notice it more. Yeah. The editing yeah like the editing yeah, was point. really cool i really on, liked on the point. way they flicked they like had the, the map so good of them yeah like going to places yeah and just all the cutting like it really made the pace really good yeah um i feel like
0: people usually wouldn't praise editing in animations full stop just because no. it's not something you'd think of but obviously there still has has been editor editing an animation yeah and like yeah whoever they are amazing job and some of the animation styles were really cool Oh, yeah, I love the animation of just the Highlands in yeah. general. The, the The Airbnb was really gorgeous. The animation there was really cool. Yeah, it just looked great. There was clearly a, an extra bit of a budget put in this episode. I, I liked the great. story.
1: I feel I feel like the side story left something to be desired. Like it, was, yeah, it was fine, but I think they could have added something more and maybe got Maggie a bit more involved.
0: Yeah, coming back to her Patty and Selma was a bit more would have been funny. Because for sure, I, that was I a, liked a that. funny
1: bit, and I was like, why don't we just see a bit more of this? A little bit more, movie.
0: yeah, yeah. It doesn't, be, it doesn't have to be like a third. Like a, like a second side story, but like a, every now and again, cut back to seeing what, what she's doing at Patty yeah. and Selma.
1: It could have been fun because we hadn't seen sure. them for a while as well. No, so it's, it's true,
0: yeah. Apart from that, uh, that one where they're like, This is the dawning of the age of oh who gosh, gives a crap. Yeah. That terrible little song <laughs> in Lisa's belly, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but the main plot was really good, very solid. I loved seeing all those characters together again because it's been yeah. a long time and it was an interesting force. Um, so. Bringing on what's the name of the bully, Dolph. Dolph, yeah. bringing him in was a great an interesting shout. choice.
0: Yeah, because the obvious one, the obvious one would have been Jimbo. Yeah, and it's Kearney, like the bald one, would have been the second most like better known bully. Dolph is at least developed there, so I thought he was the coolest one to put to throw in there. Definitely, mm-hmm. and I,
1: I, really liked. Um, I just feel like we built on characters that we have not seen in a while. Totally, um, and characters that we, that we don't get that much of. Like I wasn't blown away, and I wasn't like, oh, this is. This is amazing. I was really hooked. But it was good. Mm. And I I feel like it was a solid episode. Yeah.
0: So, 7.5. 7.5? Yeah, fair. Yeah, uh, close enough. I I gave it an 8. I really liked it also. I said it was a very fun, adventurous episode... Lo- love the setting. I love the foursome—Bert, Dove, Nelson, and Martin. It was cool to see Dove in a leading role. But the highlight for me had to be how much this episode builds and expands on the generally blank canvas of Martin Prince. It concludes with a much more well-rounded character, and that's why I love what they, what they do. Sometimes is they take a character who we know absolutely nothing—that we, we know very little about, that we know a very kind of like two-dimensional version mm. of—and by the end of the episode, you know so much more about this person than you did previously. You know, you, you just come out knowing so much more who Martin is that we've, we've known a small, you know, much more kind of, like I said, two-dimensional version of this character for 30 seasons that in, in 20 minutes we come out knowing who he is so much more in a really well-rounded way that made sense, you and know? And
1: that's the thing, like, that, that, like, there are so many characters that I can do it with because they've established the universe so well. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And honestly it just means they're gonna have more ideas cause yeah yeah great. totally because there's so much characters that
0: they've still yet to give this much depth to and it's like you know i love the, the the four main family members and we're going to continue to get stories where they're in the lead role also but like we know so much about them already i have no issues with an episode where you know Martin has a bit more to do than any of the rest of the family do really you know I, i'd like I a season that.
1: where most of the episodes are about a people, different character yeah. yeah
0: absolutely my final note was that while the side story did feel a little like filler, as it never goes anywhere significant, it was still nice grounded and touches on an area the show surprisingly never explored before, which is just Lisa being an only child. And, like, you know, she does kind of have middle child's... I'm sorry, least being a middle child. She just kind of had middle child syndrome. Like, it makes sense that she is a yeah. middle child. But they never really explored on, on, on that before properly. So it, it makes so much sense that she feels, like, excluded because they obviously have to give Bart more attention because he's, you know, a brash and Maggie more attention because she's a, a newborn baby. So it makes so much sense that Lisa feels that way. And I, I thought they'd build on that nicely in this little side story. But, yeah, that concludes it. we jump into Manu's. Go for it. This week, the, the show made a very, very funny appearance at the Emmys uh, last week. I, I, I thought, it was, I thought it was great. It was just like a little, little quick bit of like on the stage. He actually had like Mo and Homer on stage, on a bar serving drinks, while Homer was like asleep on the counter, and Mo gets a phone call asking for a Botox. He shouts out to the audience, "Is there a Botox in the audience? Anyone Botox?" pretty good I thought it was genius yeah Yeah, it was it was bold in a a really good way and we hadn't seen like a a prank call in a while so that was like a really good comeback done
1: but everyone knows it everyone knows the prank yeah yeah it was
0: classic like he's shouting out to an audience full of celebrities yeah it's their Botox in the audience it's so clever (laughs) and uh, he then realizes it's a prank call you know there's the classic like Mo getting angry and and he, he grabs an Emmy and then throws it across the counter and it hits Homer and Homer gets up and he goes he sees the Emmy and he goes I beat Jason Sudeikis, who is the actor who ended up winning for best actor in a comedy series. So that was a really, a really fun, nice to see the characters in a very global extent. Uh, we think, what else was there? Producer Rob Lazenek uh, confirms that an episode in the 31st season will feature Carol in a lead role as we find out more about his biological family.
1: That would be cool. So that was a fun little yeah, detail that really
0: cool. I look forward to. Yeah. Love the Carol, but like, we don't know too much about them. So
1: And Carl is, is more...
0: A bit know. more, yeah. yeah. A little bit less going on than Lenny does. So yeah, Carol, focus episode, I'm so down for. And maybe it's not news more so than this, it's just an article I thought I really liked. It's this website called Slash Film brought out the top 10 underrated census episodes. I just thought it was cool to see a list like that because it's usually like, those lists are usually all the best census episodes. Oh, here's another article about the monorail. Yeah. You know, so it was just cool to see Andre episode episodes one. So, oh, I'm going to do the top 10. So, the top 10 was Bye Bye Nerdy. Episode in the 12th season, I actually don't think that was fantastic, but I can see why. It's kind of an interesting one. It's like this girl starts bullying Lisa and she tries to find out, like, what 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 makes this person a bully and starts, like, studying her character and stuff. It's a cool one. 9, 24 minutes. Completely agree. It's like a, a parody of 24. It's in the 18th season. And, yeah, the way they do is it. really fun and clever. Ace, Gone Maggie, Gone. Great episode and I think, the 20th season. It's This cult finds out like, Maggie is a prophecy, a chosen one. Really great one. Seven, Holidays of Future Past. Uh, I'm not sure was on the radar. Right. That one's kind of held in my regard. It's in the 23rd season, I think. And it was actually, the show didn't get picked up until really late that season. So they, they wrote this episode as being the last episode just in case it got cancelled. Right. And you can tell. So worth the watch for that reason alone. Really great at one. Uh, number six. Brick Like Me. I'm pretty sure it's in the 24th season. It's the Lego episode. Okay. It's Making plea from Lego. Brilliant one. Number five. Halloween of Horror. Again I think 23rd season. It's the, the only episode of the whole show. Set in Halloween. It's not a trail of horror. Mm-hmm. So very interesting for that reason. And what they do with that one is really cool. This really wonderful episode. Number four. The Great Fatsby. That's in, I think it's 27, 26. It's the only episode of the show that's that's longer than twenty minutes. It's forty minutes long. It's not two parts. Oh. It's just a whole forty minute long episode. Really great. It's about like this uh, this module that was inspired by Mister Burns's autobiography, basically like uh, cons him and, and steals, steals all his money. And it's like he he lives with Homer and Homer tries to help him get back on his feet. Solid like Homer Mister Burns episode. So good. Yeah, definitely super underrated. Especially considering it's 40 minutes long, so he put the extra work into it and didn't get a whole lot of praise. Number three, Barthood. Amazing episode. I think it's also 27. It's like the movie Boyhood, but yeah. it's it's There's it's, it's a, it's a really intense scene in that episode where him and Homer have an argument. It's it's really, really good. Number two, Working Mom. I'm surprised he has one on the list, but it's a really nice one. It's, it's in the 30th season. RuPaul's in it and a marriage takes up drag. And when I first heard about it, I was like, "This sounds really lame." But it ended up being a really wonderful, like, a really wonderful episode about marriage, like finding yourself more, and kind of like a message about like you know being your true self and not caring about what people think of you. And it, really, really wonderful episode. And number one, I was surprised to see it, but happy to see it. Number one was actually of a lackey on fire, which no is way. The, the Smithers episode we yeah. reviewed a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, that was number which one. Which was good. Yeah, yeah a, really great episode. Yeah, and the the article mentioned the same reason why we we love the episode so much is that it's about. A gay couple but it's not about them being gay they just happen to be gay and just basically points out that it it, it was a really positive step in the right direction for it was a major show to do that
1: yeah i feel like the episode is good in less ways like it's not good because oh this joke's funny this Mm -hmm. it's good because it's quite a progressive episode totally yeah the right direction
0: absolutely and like we said in that review like usually those episodes you know, in an episode of a show that follows a gay couple, a lot of the jokes would be directed at the fact that they're gay. The episode didn't make those obvious right. jokes. You know, it was very mature in the way it handled it. So yeah, I was really happy to see it as number one. Especially since this, you know, as recent as the show is, that that was number one. That That's that felt like a really positive mm-hmm. sign to me, you know. But, uh, yeah, where do we go from here? Says Classics.
1: Yeah. yeah. this week I went for as classic as you can get. You went literally
0: as retro as possible.
1: I went for the first ever episode.
0: Technically, yeah. Technically speaking.
1: Yeah. I went for the first ever episode written for TV and made. Yeah. But obviously it's not the first episode that aired. Broadcasted, yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, for people who don't know, it's Some Enchanted Evening, which is actually the 13th episode of the first season.
1: Yeah, so it's the last episode of the first season. Yeah,
0: but it was written to be the, the pilot of the show. But basically what happened was they sent it out to Korea to be animated. It came back. It was terrible. Matt Green was not happy with it. So they had, they had to reanimate the whole thing, which pushed it back to being the very last episode of the season. And that's why there's the kind of jarring thing that the first episode of the show was a Christmas special because they pushed everything back. But um, it makes so no more sense that this is written to be the first episode. It's a brilliant pilot. Yeah, because yeah. everyone in the family has something to do in and a very major way. They all establish way.
1: their relationships with each other. Really right? nicely, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, you know, the first season is the first season, so it's not not quite as funny. The, the, the characters aren't quite realized yet. No. Homer still talks like this. <laughs>
1: I would possibly say, though, is is it the best episode I of the first season? I do think so. Yeah. I do think so. Because, well. I think so as well. Either that or Homer's Odyssey, which is the third yeah, episode,
0: of which is the one where he attempts suicide, which yeah. is like probably the darkest scene of the whole show. I love that one, too. E- Maybe Cross Against Busted. It's between them two, I think. Maybe Cross Against Busted also is pretty great, the one so where we get introduced to Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Yeah, I would... That one's great, too. I'd probably put that third. Yeah, either this this one or Homer's Odyssey. But yeah, it's just... It, it's a piece of history, isn't it? That's what makes it so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, if this episode came out this season, probably it wouldn't be fantastic. You know what I mean? And that is clearly the first season, but...
1: I wanted to watch it because I, I was like... I saw that it was meant to be the first episode, yeah. so I thought it would be interesting... As we're on season thirty-three, mm. and we've just watched a season thirty-three episode to exactly. so see what, yeah, yeah, what,
0: what the show was like old school. Exactly, I mean, you couldn't completely different from what we just reviewed, like yeah. Boys in the Highland. This is so different, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a very simple story. Like, marriage feels neglected uh, by the family, particularly from Homer. She goes on a radio show hosted by that Marilyn Monroe, who we never seen the show anymore, and has a big gigantic outburst about her, her, about Homer, on the radio, and she literally calls him Homer in it, and Martin Monroe was like, well don't we use his real name, and she's like, oh, um, should I give out the Pedro? She already said Homer, <laughs> it didn't matter, I also love the line where Marvin Monroe goes, um, I'm certain you deserve to be treated well, as certain as I am, and my voice is annoying. it's like they were so self-aware of that character immediately
1: even the first season (laughs) the first ever episode they were aware of that character
0: it wasn't the first episode he was in the first episode was a few episodes earlier where they go but it was the first one written oh sorry
1: you're right you're right
0: yeah it's sort of like my voice is annoying sorry yeah good point yeah (laughs) they knew that he wasn't a very likeable character immediately but yeah and then then from there like there's a great scene where Homer is in Moe's and again like first first sign technically that he's ever in Moe's establishes that relationship quite well, even though Mo's a little bit off because he's like giving him good relationship advice. Which would yeah. never happen in the we show got, now. Obviously
1: black hair Mo.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got that too. But we do get a great little bit where he's where Homer's like, is gonna leave me well actually he's like, is gonna leave me because she thinks I'm a pig <laughs> And then Mo was like, Homer, you are a pig But every now and again ask pigs we can put on some clothes and pretend we're decent
1: men for one evening. <laughs> that was a Which was great advice. Great bit, yeah. And yeah, we get the like I guess the first ever prank call. We got we got two. two yeah, which is yeah. crazy.
0: We got two in the one episode. Yeah, which is fishing. I just talked about the very most recent prank call. I remember
1: you were probably the same when you were younger, but that was always oh, like my favorite. Hundred percent. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. I was in love with those bits. I wanted them to be in every episode. Yeah. Which in the early seasons they were there pretty often. They actually they actually apparently stopped. My Reece said it in his autobiography. They stopped because it got harder as it went on course, to come up with yeah. the, like, really clever ones. But well, yeah.
1: imagine like how many episodes are there now. Yeah, I mean, there's more than 700. come up with all
0: of them. They must have also done at least 100, which is, like, that's, yeah. a, that's really hard, like, yeah. But, yeah, in this episode, we got a phone call for Al. Alcoholic. Is there an alcoholic in the building? We also got... Oh, shit, what was the other one? I can't remember. Oliver oh, Clothes-Off. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I'll, a good one. Yeah, that was a good one, yeah. Oliver Clothes-Off. Is there... Can we get an Oliver Clothes-Off in here? <laughs> but we're really good, and we get the classic, like... <laughs> always, like, out... Has a huge outburst of bird and says a very really specific like threat. In this one, he goes, "When I get my hands on you, I'm gonna cut your belly open."
1: <laughs> so good. Um, and definitely, then- I think those calls are very of their time as well because, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> a, prank, a prank call to a bar you And the barman never. answers It doesn't really happen now That's so it true It only really happened back then because, because you're going to Call the person Yeah wives would be like Wondering where their husband is Yeah because they didn't have call, Mobile phones Call the bar And then they'd be like Oh yeah your wife wants you Yeah
0: yeah Because they didn't have Mobile phones exactly I always think about that Because we're so privileged That we've never really Grown up without them Yeah Not having a mobile phone but, Like even like I'm watching Seinfeld At the moment And there's so many plot lines That involve like Seinfeld trying to get a hold Of one of his friends I he has, called the restaurant, but they left the restaurant, and he doesn't know where they are, stuff like that. And it's like, that was such an an ongoing conflict in those times, obviously, that we never had to deal with. Like, that must have been so stressful. But in a way,
1: I think <laughs> it was also better, because it's like, you don't... you got privacy. It's like, okay, I'm going to the Meeting bar. people is more special. And you're not having someone being like, where are you? And yeah. Stuff. You just get back when you get back. There's no yeah. Pressure. And then there's no pressure they're not feeling annoyed either because they've not expected you to be back at a certain yeah, time. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, there was no, like, meet me this time. It was just, like... I, I guess it was more casual, whereas nowadays it is, like, you're meeting me at 12 o'clock and if you, you meet me at 12.05, you're a terrible yeah. friend. And I'll, you I'll know,
1: text you and be like, where are you? I'll make you feel terrible, yeah, yeah
0: if you're not here at 12.02, you know. Exactly. But, I mean, I do think it was also probably very stressful. Like, I <laughs> I do prefer our world, but there's there's definitely something nice about that as well, obviously. Or even there's an episode of Seinfeld where... They're going out on, they're going out to a cabin that George, that that George has for the weekend, and Jerry is like following him in his car. But then George like drives a bit too fast and he loses him. So his whole weekend is just ruined because he lost him in the car because he had no way. They're out to a cabin that has no phone, so he had no way of finding that cabin. It's just, like stuff like that. It's like oh, that was a real it's conflict true, back yeah. then,
1: you know. <laughs> I think I will give it. It's like, it's a good episode, but it's nothing special. It's no, not... but I would, like you said, in terms of the first season, I do think it's top tier. Yeah, so I'd say 8.
0: Yeah, I'd probably give it... Yeah, and in 8, you have to compare them for their times. So you know what they are? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't compare Some Enchanted Evening to Mr. Plough. Because they are just such different areas of the show. So in terms of, like, it is very well written. It's a very grounded... It's not, like, laugh out loud funny for the most part. There's some good quotes here and there, but it's a very... It's an interesting piece of history. I love these characters so much, so it's so cool to see just how well they utilize all five of them in the first episode, including Maggie. Like Maggie ends up being the one who sets the... Oh, sorry, who, who um get, gets them to take the Babysitter Bandit out. Yeah, i I, I give it an 8 as well. Uh, Penny Marshall as well, their first ever guest star, technically, yeah. plays the Babysitter Bandit. She does a great job in, in that part. Grey Little, like, the first ever, like, really stupid thing Homer does is... They, go, they get back to the house after they're like... I love that their, their, their side story is so humble after, like, Homer comes in with the flowers and the and box of has been like, I love your baby. <laughs> the rest of their, of their evening is just them having a really nice time. Basically, while, yeah. Yeah, while the kids are like...
1: <laughs> I like that that was the main plot and then it sort of turned around. And that was the side plot and now the main plot is the babysitter. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. That, that, was, actually, that, that was done really well, for sure. But it's so, so great that like the first really stupid thing Homer does is he gets back and they see that the, the, the babysitter is tied up but they don't know about the babysitter bandit thing obviously. Yeah. So they, they tie her up and they, they they let her in the car. Homer pays her triple what she was owed and she's like, do, do me one favor Mr. Simpson, keep an eye on that boy. And he's like, you know what, you're so right. You know, this one time this <laughs> drives off and we see like the FBI show up and Bart's running up being like, they're, they're, they're right here, she's in here, follow me. And Homer grabs him and is like, "What did you do this time, boy?" And he pointed that he, le- that's you know, he he let the babysitter bend free, and he, he immediately re- realizes what's going on, and he's like, "Oh, um well, you know, it, it was a bit of a struggle, you know. I I had my hands in her, and uh, she just managed to get away." He's trying to make himself out to be a hero, like, "But if she ever gets her, if I ever see her again, she'll know better not to mess with Homer, Jay Simpson." <laughs> you just see them. It's a nice little classic Simpsons ending. Is yeah. them watching him on the TV it's kind of embarrassed and great line from Marge being like look this way if you manage to raise three kids who could hog tie and and, and beat up a grown woman you must be doing something right and It's like "Ah, yeah, I guess you're right Marge <laughs> yes that's a nice little ending yeah like I said not incredibly special but it is special in that it is a piece of history it's mm-hmm. technically the show's first ever episode and it's just a nice pleasant humble sounds, viewing of yeah, like you know nice the show in their absolute earliest days yeah a very nice episode. Moving on. It's everyone's favourite. Well, we had the impressions first, yeah? <laughs> you meant the quiz, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Quivia. Quivia, yes, of course. But we have uh, my, my impressions first. So you can probably assume who I'm doing this week. Yeah, go Who has the do... most to do in this episode. Who I haven't done an impression of yet.
1: Have you done Nelson yet?
0: No, no. I couldn't do a Nelson. Martin. Martin, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as, as we always do, it's four quotes. One is not Martin. Guess who... Guess what the quote is. So number one. Heart to the tail of Nelson and the boy he loves so dear. They remain the best of friends for years and years and years.
1: <laughs> number two.
0: Oh, don't make me run. I'm full of chocolate.
1: You sound like Mickey Mouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting there. It's it's fringing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Number three. "Um, L- Let me go. I have a swim lesson with a gorgeous lifeguard. <laughs> and Number four. I always dreamed of being a math elite without the M. I'm saying number three. Number three, let me go. I have a swim lesson with a gorgeous lifeguard. No, that is Martin. What? That, that bit's actually so funny. The, the bullies are beating him up. And he goes, let me go. I have a swim lesson with a gorgeous lifeguard. And one of the bullies goes, male or female? It's like, you're not allowed to ask me that. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So I was like, that's not a very modern thing uh, to say. It's don't make me run. I'm full of chocolate. People be very ashamed of you to not know that that is by Uther. It's in the very classic ice hockey episode in season oh, 6.
1: Okay.
0: And they're in the locker room, and Horace sees Uter. He's like, Oh, look at the little fat kid I'm gonna chase after him. It's just like whipping him with a towel, and he goes, Oh, don't make me run, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> classic. I mean, Uter's best line for sure. But yeah, moving on to Zaquivia. It's always our all... favorite. Yeah. So <laughs> <I'm set> good. <again. laughs> I don't know why I made me laugh so much. But yeah, as always, I will give two pieces of trivia and then we'll jump into the quiz. So um, I only found this out last night. I was watching, listening to, I'm going to slowly on my way through the commentaries every single season. I was watching the commentary for separate vocations and Matt Groening was talking about like different spin-off ideas that they had. So I found out too from, from Matt Groening in this commentary. So that, this is very fresh new trivia I just found out. At one point, Matt Groening tried to develop a spin-off series entitled Homer. Each episode would follow a Homer adventure at an age we don't see him as in the show. So, i.e. like there'd be an episode of him as a kid, him as a teenager, or him older than he is in the show.
1: That would be cool. I would
0: have... That sounded fantastic. I would have loved that. that. Very interesting. Like, the quintessential thing to do for a spin-off is you give a show to a character who doesn't get as much to do in the show. This would have been a spin-off for the main character in The Simpsons. Yeah. But, I mean... I wouldn't have had any complaints for more Homer. No. <laughs> Certainly not. That's a cool idea. Said, said here it didn't work out. I knew about this one, but he spoke about this one as well, is at one point, the voice of Homer and Krusty, Dan Castellaneta, tried to develop a spin-off series that would have been live action about Krusty leaving Springfield to host a talk show in Los Angeles. That
1: would have been great as well.
0: Yeah, I love that also. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Yeah, yeah it's, it's so sad hearing about all these different spin-offs they tried to make. I do respect the reason why they never make them is they don't want to get a different writing team they want it to be the same writing team but they've always found that it's too much extra work to expect the writing team to do you know two yeah. full shows at once you know i respect the decision but yeah all them sound so cool there's going to be a troy mcclure show at one point as well
1: That'd have been good yeah,
0: the actor who plays him would have been playing him in live action also and it would have been like his life before the simpsons like when he was like a big hollywood actor and what was the other one 22 short films about springfield you know, just just that every single episode, basically. Which again, I would I wouldn't have been against. Yeah, all great ideas. But look, they they, they didn't happen for a reason. Obviously, they, they didn't find. But they all sound so awesome. I love the idea of Homer so much. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah, all these great ideas. It sounds so MacGrain as well that he had that idea because MacGrain seems to like non-linear storytelling. I think they should make it a movie. Even just a movie just Homer, would be Homer the movie. Yeah, and it's like. Dude, those movies like Crash or Love Actually where it's all like all these different stories intertwined you'd have like a, you know like a young Homer story a teenage Homer story yeah I think that'd be great and older I think you should have like Homer in his 50s and like Homer in his 80s you know like all these different parts of Homer that'd be so cool oh that's a great idea make it it could have like a really deep conclusion at the end you yeah. know have a really profound moment for Homer Have you have never seen this show that could be so good give us the most depth we've ever had an hour and a half of just Homer Simpson in different eras of his life I'd love it you could you could go you could d- jump into his alcoholism, his relationship with his you father, could, and his yeah. mother, you can, his stupidity. You can explore all these in like a really deep extent. I, I, guess that, I think that's a winning idea right there. We should go to Disney Plus and pitch that right now. They probably thought about it. I, I don't know. That's kind of that specific. Yeah, I guess they might have like, sort of doing a whole movie with just him as a kid or something. But like one that like intertwines different yeah. parts of his life. I think that would be amazing. But yeah, what would that be like? it would like Forrest scump, I guess. Forrest Gump, but Homer. Yeah. You know, yeah. (laughs) I love that. But yes, that that, that was some cool trivia, I thought. Jumping into the quiz. So, as always, 10 questions. The score to beat is still 6 out of 10. And as always, I'm going to be tough on you. (laughs) Number one, which Beatle hasn't featured on The Simpsons? It is John Lennon. John Lennon, yes, yes, yep. well done. Yeah, yeah. That's what you said George Harrison. Because he died quite... He, he died, died well before yeah. the show started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Number two, what's Homer's job at the power plant?
1: Nuclear safety inspector.
0: Engineer. Sa- safe, safety inspector, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, who was marriage's date to her senior prom? It
1: was...
0: I'm not giving you a hint here. I'm just Oh okay. some dead eggs. Was... <laughs> Sorry. Um, was it It Mo. was a little Spanish flea. No, it wasn't Mo. Funny. Nope. Who was it? Aires. Oh yeah. Yeah. Number four. What's the name of Ned's store?
1: Oh my god. Leftorium. <laughs> Leftorium. Yes. Well done. You got it. <laughs> I almost nice. gave up then. I was like, wait, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, you, you got it. Cool. Number five.
0: What's the name of? I think I got your score on this. There. Yes, I did. Yeah. Sorry I'm correcting myself Number five What's the name of Homer's Baryshot Quartet
1: uh, Oh my god I don't know I can't <laughs> remember I'm sorry. The D-Sharps That's yeah, okay sharps
0: Number six What's Martin's surname I've said it Several times This episode Just testing If you were listening Can I get a hint The Monarchy <laughs> <laughs> Martin King Close Martin Queen Close
1: Martin Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving you that. sex. <laughs> yeah, That's okay. too long. <laughs> I was too kind there. <laughs> what did you got there anyway? Uh,
0: what's the name of Mr. Burns' teddy bear? Number seven. I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Bobo. That's very specific.
1: Bobo. Yeah.
0: Number eight. Who voices Homer's brother, Herb? Danny DeVito. Yay. Nice. Yeah. Number nine. What's Moe's surname?
1: Moe... Leicester. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> is like so Jewish?
0: I, I guess it kind of sounds Jewish. I, I don't think he is Jewish, though. But... Mm. Like, not terribly fair off. But no. Give up.
1: Is it... Bukowski? Bukowski. No, no. Okay,
0: That'd be good, too, though. Because he has Bukowski vibes. Sizzleck. Sizzleck. Most Sizzleck. Sizzleck. And number ten... Who did Principal Skinner nearly marry? It's a new question for you. A lot of these were actually old ones.
1: Let's say Selma. Nah, no, that would be, <laughs> uh, be a good story I'm not though. Sure. Edna Krabappel. I was gonna say that, <sighs> but I was like, it's too obvious. So yeah. I say No, it. no, don't oh, doubt. Da- don't well, doubt the obvious. I just gone for my gut. Don't doubt the obvious. If my that meant I was one off six, then I'll be really
0: annoyed. I'm afraid you only got four.
1: I was on a roll at the start. At the start, know, yeah. I was nice. doing
0: so well. Then you dropped. Damn. Now you only got four. Let me, just, let me just fact check myself here. You got the Beatles one. You got Homer's job at the power, power plant. You didn't get Marriage's date. You got Leptorium. You didn't get the B-sharps. Yeah. You didn't get the B-sharps. You didn't get Marge's surname. Yeah, you did get the teddy bear. You got, who voices, Herb. You didn't get more. Yeah, you, you got four, yeah.
1: Damn. <laughs> but it felt like... I did well I like I you did, did well I, yeah. yeah I know. I
0: think you got so much so close to each other but yeah unfortunately you only got four kid you have some good guesses and you got—you technically got married in Prince and I should have got uh,
1: Principal Skinner's question right you should I have you yeah.
0: sh- if I was nicer to you you would have gotten six <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's put it that way but I'm gonna give you four <laughs> anyway guys that concludes it my erection is coming down so I think it's time to bring this to a close okay <laughs> <laughs> Thank you as always for listening, and we will touch base. Thanks for listening. See you later, bros. See you later, guys. Bye.